Did you know that in business, it's not always what you do that matters the most. It's what you think and what you believe about what you do. I call this the mindset battle. And in this episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast, we're going to talk through that. Five keys to actually winning the mindset battle that you face in business. This is the toughest part to get right, but if you can actually get this right, it will make the biggest difference, arguably, in your business with how you actually wake up and attack each day. I like to make a joke that I um, am kind of like a flamethrower. When I wake up in the morning, I've got my flamethrower, I turn it on, and I'm just ready to burn down everything in my path. But the danger to that is that flamethrowers tend to be good at destroying things, not as good at building things. So we do have to have some self-control and actually guide our motivation into a particular direction. And, you know, maybe you're not like me. Um, maybe you're not motivated like I am, or certainly you're probably not motivated by the exact same things that I am. But wherever you are, if you're going to make it in business, you have to have a tough mindset. You have to have a mindset that is geared towards creating results for clients, that's geared towards waking up every day and working, being a self-starter, being somebody who's willing to go out and attack and get what they want, go out and, as Dave Ramsey says, kill something and drag it home, right? Like our hunter-gatherer ancestors once did. So this is important, and these five keys are going to help you as you seek to actually fight that mindset battle each and every day and win. So let's go right through them. Number one, the first key is drive, okay? You're going to drive to a vision of the future, okay? That's key number one. You're going to drive to a vision of the future. You have to have drive, but it's really hard to go for a drive and reach a destination if you don't have a destination in mind. And I am afraid that most of us uh, go through life and what we do is we wake up and we're more so drifting than driving, okay? Where maybe if we want to keep with the driving thing, maybe we're going for a Sunday drive with no particular destination in mind and no goals or no inherent motivation to go somewhere. Now, I am of a double mind on this a little bit because I, I, do, I, I do get the point of simply just waking up every day, doing your best work, making decisions on the fly. And I've also in the past been a little bit critical of goal setting because goals are a funny thing, right? It's like oftentimes you're shooting for a goal and then if you don't hit the goal, what happens? You get discouraged or disappointed or depressed even, okay? And so you don't hit the goal. And, and sometimes it's really arbitrary. Let's say your goal was 10 widgets and you got eight widgets. Well, eight widgets is better than zero widgets, but it's also not 10 widgets. And what happens if you exceed the goal? You get 12 widgets. Well, that's fine. But then you're setting another goal again for next week, which is going to be you know 12 widgets or 14 widgets or whatever. So you have to realize that um, goal setting is, is a two-edged sword. At the same time, you sort of have to know where you're going. So for me, what I like to do is create bigger visions, okay? I'm, I'm not so much on the smaller goals and, and milestones. Those are things that if they help you and they truly do motivate you, I think you can consider setting those, and it's not a bad idea. For me, though, I'm driving towards a vision of the future, okay? A vision of the future that I want to help create, and that may sound big or a little woo-woo or maybe even a little bit cheesy to you, but I think if you're going to be in business and you're going to weather the hardships and endure the hardships, then you have to really consider this, okay? And 
maybe for you, it's not so much a, a vision of the future out there for even your clients or some kind of massive change you're trying to make in the world, although I think that's a good idea too. Um, it could just be a vision of the future for your family. Maybe your family just wants to travel or you just want to be able to homeschool your kids or you just want to work from home. Like, honestly, these are all things like I, I remember, uh, gosh, it's been a year, a year or so ago now, probably when I, I went to the bank in the middle of the afternoon one day and, um, you know, I, I was under no particular pressure to do any particular thing. I was running an errand and I needed to go to the bank and I could just get up whenever I wanted in the middle of the day, and go to the bank, park the car, go in, take my time. I wasn't under any particular stress or pressure. And I just, it was just one of those transcendent moments where I remember having the thought, I have to protect this. Like just the ability to do what I'm doing right now is precious. And it's something that not a lot of people have. And I am grateful for it. And it has to be protected at all costs. And I just remember having that. And so that, that part of that, that vision for me when I was, you know, working uh, part-time uh, at the law firm, part of that vision before I went full-time in my business was simply being full-time in my business. And we were able to achieve that, thank God. And now we have visions that are a little bit beyond that. But you have to drive to a clear vision of the future. Um, I recommend even creating a vision board. I would uh, show you on my phone, except that my phone is the camera that's recording me right now. Um, so uh, I don't have it to show you, but I even have a, a vision board, a, a graphic on the front of my phone is my uh, my lock screen on my phone with some of the different things that we're aiming towards in the future. And I'm really excited about those things. And you should have something that you get really excited about too that helps uh, for waking up every day, getting into business and getting things done. So that's the first key to winning the mindset battle is having a drive to a vision of the future. And if possible, a big vision, a big vision that is worth taking the time and going through the hardship to accomplish. The second key to winning the mindset battle that I wrote down is clarity in the momentary decisions, okay? Clarity in the momentary decisions. If your mind is not clear, if you are um, stressed, if you have a lot of anxiety, if you're not eating well, if you're not sleeping well, perhaps if you're not exercising, that's not something everybody needs to do, but uh, some people need to do that and it helps clear their mind. If you find that you have a very, very difficult time making decisions and thinking clearly about things that you're dealing with, then that is going to make it very hard to actually win the mindset battle. And so what does it look like practically? How do you actually achieve clarity around things? Well, different people do this in different ways. Uh, for me, it's writing, okay? So I do a lot of different kind of writing. I am fundamentally a writer. And, and for me, so while I love this medium, I love podcasting, I love taking the video and putting it on YouTube, my clearest thinking doesn't happen here, okay? By the time I'm talking to you, I've already written things down and, and, and I'm not reading from a script as you can probably tell. Um, I don't have anything like a script in front of me. It's just bullet points uh, for, for the podcasts, typically speaking, okay? But those bullet points, when I get to a podcast episode, are usually reflective of lots of thinking that I have done in a writing capacity. A great example is the flamethrower analogy that I just used on key number one where I was talking about drive, okay? I've never thought that way before until I wrote that down as I was writing my book. I'm working on um, 
can't remember. It's either my third or my fourth uh, book. It's called Devotional Productivity, and I'm working on that, and it should be out. Um, well, I'm not even going to say because I don't know exactly when it's going to be out, but I'm writing on that every day. And that was a, a thought that I had that, that, that came up and it came out through the writing that I was doing. And so now I sort of have that in my mind. And so now I, I can use that analogy. I can, I can hearken back to that analogy and think about the idea of the flamethrower and how even though it's a, uh, it's a good thing, it's good that I wake up and I'm just kind of ready to burn down whatever's in my path, at the same time, the flamethrower can be destructive. And so that is one of those things that helps me to achieve clarity is through writing. Maybe for you, it's not writing. Maybe it's uh, speaking. And, and specifically, maybe it is uh, speaking in conversation. So maybe what you need to do is have somebody, and I actually have this as well, but maybe what you need to do is have a person or a group of people with whom you meet regularly, like some sort of a mastermind group or a coaching group like subscription web design, that would even be a good one, um, where you actually meet and you actually talk through and talk through out loud some of the things that you're facing, the problems you're dealing with, the decisions that are coming up, and you work to achieve clarity together, okay? So if you don't have uh, people that you can rely on, a support system, and an outlet like writing, maybe for you it's fishing. I don't know. I mean, it's getting a little cold right now, uh, so probably not the best uh, uh, the best analogy. This is why it's better for me to write them down first. But yeah, maybe for you, whatever is therapeutic is, is going and for a walk or, or going fishing or, or uh, going and playing video games for an hour, right? That, that can actually clear your mind. So you have to have clarity in the momentary decisions. And if you're lacking clarity and focus, then it's going to be really, really hard to stay on the right track. Number three is perspective about yourself and others perspective about yourself and others. There is a writer from the 1900s uh, called Napoleon Hill, and he is part of uh, what is often called the New Thought Movement, and I have my uh, list of agreements and disagreements with some of the stuff that has come out of there, uh, but for the most part, I like it, and I think there's some useful uh, things that are true about uh, psychology that you can sort of glean from what they teach. Okay, not everything, but some things. And uh, one of the things that this guy Napoleon Hill taught, by the way, his book is called Think and Grow Rich. You've probably heard of that book. Very, very common. Um, one of the things is called accurate thinking. He's really big on this idea, accurate thinking, even though people normally don't <laughs> attribute this uh, to him because full disclosure, people typically think of his work and, and others like him as being woo-woo and like, you know, kind of wishful thinking more than accurate thinking. But that's not true. He was very much upon accurate thinking on this idea of thinking of yourself and others accurately and placing things into perspective. Okay. So what are some things that you can do? Well, um, I, what about goal setting? Let's go back to goal setting for a minute. Okay. If you set a goal that is, uh, unreasonable, not necessarily out of reach, but unreasonable, for example, is it possible that you could make $50,000 in the next two weeks? It's very, it's very possible depending on your niche and your industry and, and whatever. You could quote one job and actually make $50,000 in the next two weeks, okay? It's, it's very reasonable. Um, but it's probably not realistic, right? It's probably not, not actually going to happen. And it might be wishful thinking, right, to actually say that. So maybe what you need to do is set a goal that's a little bit more achievable. Like, like I could get one new client in the next two weeks or two new clients in the next two weeks. Or maybe rather than being goal-focused, uh, uh, goal you could be more 
habit and more activity focused. That's actually the way that I prefer to approach it. So I don't know if I can get two new clients in the next two weeks, but I do know that I can send an email every day, or I do know that I can create a new lead magnet and start running a Facebook ad to it, or I do know that I could uh, walk around and introduce myself to business owners uh, in my town, or I do know that I could organize a meet and greet at my church in the next two weeks and uh, uh, for for business owners in the area, right? I, I know that those are all things that I can actually accomplish that might just lead to the goal of getting a client or two, which also <laughs> might just lead to the goal of making that $50,000, right? But if you don't start with the perspective of like, yeah, $50,000 in the next two weeks may or may not happen. If you don't start with that perspective and, and you're, you're shooting for goals that are unreasonable, that's going to be really, really difficult for you. So having that perspective about your current situation in life, but also having a perspective about what you could do and what you could become and where you could go. And again, I know this might sound a little bit woo-woo for you, but I really, I really need you to believe in yourself, okay? This is what I'm getting at here. You need to believe in yourself more than anybody else does. And that can be hard. It can be really hard. I completely understand that. But if you don't believe in yourself, just who is going to believe in you, okay? Um, this is something that I think is interesting, <laughs> I'll say, about me, right? I really try to have perspective and to be uh, self, you know, uh, self-aware. But the reality is, is I do a lot of things that don't work, okay? I, I, I start something, I try something, and I either feel it or, or I don't. Or I see that it's starting to work and there's subtraction here and I can go this direction and grow it a little bit more or not, right? That has happened um, a couple times. Like, it, for example, one business that we have is in the music space and it has taken a long time to start seeing some traction but like just now it's really finally starting to to like like the gears the gears are spinning and it's been 3 years of lots of work and lots of thought and lots of hardship but like the gears are spinning on that and the, and the flywheel is just starting to turn a little bit faster and i can really start to see some things are are starting to take shape okay the same thing so i'm um, two and a half probably to 3 years into that uh endeavor and not even spending anything close to full time on it. Well, it took me five years to really get the flywheel spinning on my agency. And now we're doing really well. But it took a long time to get to that point. And uh, I'm probably a year or so uh, into subscription web design now. And honestly, that one saw um, the most promising signs of life, the fastest of anything I've done in a while. And so that's why, you know, here I am. That's why we're having a conversation. So just having that perspective about yourself and about um, others around you and, and believing in yourself that you can make things happen if you put your mind to it, if you really try. And if you have the next key, which is what we're getting ready to talk about, which is patience, okay? Patience, this is key number four. Patience because seeds take time to grow. Seeds take time to grow, okay? When you plant a seed, and that's ultimately what you're doing, okay? When you start a business, when you um, start a new marketing initiative, when you sign up for the Chamber of Commerce in your town, or whatever it is that you do, you're planting a seed. And seeds need water and they need sunlight, okay? And usually, not always, usually, if, let's, just, let's just use the analogy of you've got a, um, a, a garden at your home. Like, obviously, there's rain 
and that's good and rain helps. But like a lot of times you're going to water the garden, you're going to water the plant, you're going to put artificial sprinkler systems in or whatever. You're going to do the watering. Okay. Somebody has to water. Okay. But then there's this pesky thing called sunlight that seeds need and plants need in order to grow. And here's the tricky thing about sunlight. Yes, I go with me here a little bit. Okay. Of course, it can be artificially simulated in some circumstances or whatever. But basically, sunlight is up to God, right? Um, sunlight is the force out there that you really can't control. You, you got to have it, okay? You got to have it. And if you don't have it, the seed doesn't grow. But here's the thing about it. It takes patience, okay? Because you don't control it. So there's a piece of this that you do control and a piece of this that you don't control. And because there's a piece you don't control, you have to have patience, okay? And with the patience, I would also kind of uh, say consistency. Consistency is more of an action thing. It's less of a mindset thing. And we've already talked about the drive and the clarity. Those are sort of the mindset aspects of it. But it's important for you to understand that consistency and patience go hand in hand because you don't just do one thing and then wait. Typically, you do one thing, you do the next thing, you do the next thing, you do the next thing, and you're waiting in the doing. That's why you're watering and waiting on the sunlight, and when it all comes together, then the seed sprouts and the seed grows into a healthy plant. So it does take patience to see some of this stuff work. You have to have some awareness on whether a, a marketing initiative is actually going to work for you long term or not, and maybe you turn that off so you stop putting money to it, or maybe you've tried to uh, build websites for a particular niche, and that niche is no longer working out, and so you need to pivot into a different one. So these are the kind of things you have to think through, but Working in the patience and embracing the patience and the time it takes for some of this stuff to work, the process itself, allowing that to work, is really going to be key. And then the last and final key, the fifth one to winning the mindset battle is camaraderie because nobody makes it alone. Nobody makes it alone. We hinted at this a little bit earlier, but the fact of the matter is this can be a lonely job. This uh, office here that you see of mine, this is where I spend the vast majority of my time. Fortunately, uh, my wife is also a business owner and she does graphic design work. And so we speak the same language on a lot of this stuff. And um, obviously she's my wife, so she's a fantastic conversation partner anyway. And so we get to have really cool conversations about this stuff and that helps. But you have to have some camaraderie. Have a couple people. I've got two that I'm thinking of right off the top of my head that I meet with on a fairly, no, three that I meet with on a fairly regular basis just to talk business stuff in general, to talk about what we're doing. And they are in uh, web design as well, all of them, okay? And so we can talk about this stuff. We're not going through it alone. Uh, of course, it, it's been completely helpful having my subscription web design mentorship group because these people uh, are doing life with me on the regular basis and me with them. And we're chatting every couple of weeks on our member calls and we're providing that support and that camaraderie to one another. I'm also a member of a mastermind group for Christian businessmen. And so we meet every single Thursday and we have conversations about where we're at in our businesses and our businesses are all a little bit different. So we get that outside perspective as well. So camaraderie is big because you're not going to make it in this game all alone. It doesn't happen like that. And even if it could, man, everything gets so much better when you're teaming up with other people you're working with people, you are um, having those conversations. I recommend having conversations with people who are life-giving and not life-draining. There is a difference 
And it can lead to all sorts of things. It can lead to collaboration and more business. It's not even just, hey, we're going to get together and talk. It will actually lead to really, really great things. I've done business with all of the people that I'm talking about. And so um, it's a really, really great opportunity. And so you need to find some camaraderie. And I'm an introvert. I'm not even the most extroverted person by any stretch. Um, but even I recognize the importance of camaraderie. And so if I didn't have those relationships to lean on on a regular basis, I would be lost. So that's it. Those are the five keys to winning the mindset battle. Once again, drive to a vision of the future, clarity in the momentary decisions, perspective about yourself and others, patience because seeds take time to grow, and finally camaraderie because nobody makes it alone. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please Tell your friends about this podcast, your web designer friends, your marketer friends. Um, like it, subscribe to it on YouTube. And if you want to do this and you don't want to do it alone anymore, you're tired of the feast or famine cycle, you want to work on this mindset stuff, you want to cultivate a life and a business for you and your family that takes care of things and helps you live the life that you want, I would encourage you to join us over in the Insiders Program. That's what I've started calling it at subscriptionwebdesign.com. At the very least, come over there. Uh, sign up for the email. It's right there. It's a, it's a big box right on the homepage. Sign up for my email list because here's what's going on there. Number one, you're going to get a training that I did, an exclusive five models training that's going to teach you about the five models of subscription web design. Uh, people pay hundreds of dollars per month to be in the group where I did this training, okay, in Josh Hall's club. And so I recommend you go grab that. It's worth listening to. And then every day, I'm going to send you an email to help with this kind of thing, okay? It's not long. It doesn't take long to read. They're usually a couple hundred words, and it will help you in this journey, and you will not feel alone, okay? So I would recommend you do that. That's at subscriptionwebdesign.com. I hope to see you there, and have a great one. Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.